Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities. Our guest today is Jade Childs, CEO of Order. Jade, thanks for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your company, Order? Absolutely. So I'm CEO and co-founder of Order. Uh, We're an Edmonton-based technology company aimed at bridging fans in their seats to the concessions around them. And we do that with the use of a, a mobile app. Okay. So tell us exactly how this app works and how you do that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, essentially I I created it based on my own personal experience. Uh, I'm one of the least lucky sports fans that I know. Uh, (laughs) You know, going to watch the Edmonton Elks play or the Edmonton Oilers play, I'm always missing touchdown goals, fights, uh, and and penalties when I'm standing in line. So, of course, me and my, my unlucky ways, it was back in January of 2020, I think, uh, Oilers against Calgary Flames, uh, doubleheader the previous game. It was a six-on-six. Six. Goalies came out to center ice and duped it out, so a lot of tensions going into the game. Uh, first period, five minutes to go. I have a brilliant idea. I'm going to skip the lines and get out of my seat early. So I, I walk up the stairs, and, you know, like 40 other people had the same great <laughs> idea. They're, they're in line, and, uh, a few minutes goes by, I kind of inch up along the, the line and crowd goes absolutely ballistic behind me. I look up on no. a on a 50-inch screen TV and uh, I see Nugent Hopkins drop the gloves and he's, he's not a big fighter. And uh, it would have been a, a really good moment to watch live and feel the energy coming from the crowd. Um, and, and it kind of just hit me in that moment. I had been pondering an, an idea similar to that before and I said how how the heck in 2020 where you know you can call an Uber book an Airbnb book your flights everything is so instant we're in this instant gratification generation but you know when it comes to the food and beverage industry and in hospitality in these venues it's still in the in the stone age essentially we're, we're working with technology that they've had and the same processes that they've had for for decades so uh I, I thought of a, you know, the light bulb came off and I said, okay, there's got to be a way to actually execute this. You know, one, having me, me place an order to the concession and being able to skip the line or two, having that food brought out to me. So um, essentially uh, I worked on the idea for, for a few months and connected with my co-founder who uh, a, a mutual friend had introduced us. Um, and he was teaching computer sciences out in the Leduc there. 
told yeah. him told him the idea I had and and he said, "Man, I thought you'd never ask. Yes, I would love to be a part of this." So that's kind of how uh, order came about. So just to be clear, so then, so order is an app where you order your concession food from your phone and then they, they bring it to your seat. Like you put in your seat number. Exactly. So you put your seat section and row number in when you're placing your order. And when that goes through, when the receipt gets printed out at the till, um, it just has all of that uh, information on the, on the receipt. They can pass that ticket off to either one of the order contractors on site or one of their employees that they can allocate to execute that part. Can That's you, brilliant. Yeah, it really is brilliant. Can you walk us through kind of the process from that, you know, initial idea to getting that product to market? Like how, how did that process work, Jade? Yeah, so uh, I'm not a, a, an, an artsy person. I can kind of sketch something out on a piece of paper and I'm like, hey, build this out. So uh, Evan and I worked on something together. He he was able to put together a, almost a, an MVP, just super basic functionality on, on Adobe XD. Uh, so we put that together, put a mini slide deck together and went, uh, went to friends and family and kind of got them all together and said, okay, here's this idea. I think it's crazy enough that we can make it work. And just, sorry, and Jay, just for listeners, MVP, that's, that's minimum viable product. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we ended up raising about $120,000 through friends and family, which was what was needed to carry that little sketch on a, on a software through to the app store, uh, and, and have that do the, the bare minimum job. Um, so from there, we, uh, we ended up securing a, uh, national league wide partnership with the Canadian elite basketball league. Incredible. Uh, and that, was, that, that took us from coast to coast in Canada. Uh, and our first venue partner was actually the Spruce Grove saints. At Yay. It was, it was phenomenal. So, uh, testing the, the, the software out there, working out the, the bugs as we went along. Um, shortly after that, with our super unique business model, which is a no commission, no cost setup, uh, which really differentiates us from just about any other mm. player on the market right now, mm -hmm. uh, we were able to expand super quick with operations down in the, the U.S., in uh, Chicago, Atlanta, Texas, soon to be California, um, and yeah, we, we we blew up pretty quick. So we we tapered tapered back a few months in and said, you know, this is phenomenal. We're, we're getting everywhere we want to be, but let's really focus on the, the end customer because that's ultimately who we're catering to want to make things as easy as possible and, and as convenient as possible for them. So we've been focusing on our deployment practices and um, we're, we're, just uh, starting to bring operations back up to speed. So, yeah, it seems to me like you could maybe af almost afford to do not the commission thing because it's a more contained environment. Like you're you're dri you're not driving around and burning gas to deliver the food, right? If it's in one venue, like it seems, yeah, it seems really smart. Exactly. <laughs> we have a very conservative fee of of ten percent, so uh, that's passed on to our end consumer. Uh, let's say, you know, you're at Roger's place and you get, uh, you know, a, a hot dog and a popcorn or whatever. It comes out to be in 15, 20 bucks. You're paying maybe a dollar fifty, two dollars $2 and you get to skip ahead of everybody in line to do so. Uh, if you're getting that in-seat delivery uh, model, 
um, it'll be slightly more than that. So you said January 2020. So you were doing all this through the pandemic then, right? Yeah, we we essentially launched on the... The idea came just before the pandemic, and we launched just on the tail end of the of the pandemic, which was perfect. Um, positioning positioningly in the market, um, the the competition that we did have was hemorrhaging capital to to get through with all these venues um, that were essentially had their lights shut and their doors closed. So. We're, we're the new guys on the block with uh, with fresh blood infused in in our system and being able to to launch on the tail end of the pandemic has also really benefited our our growth strategy. Yeah. So Jade, you mentioned earlier that partnerships was really what drove your uh, growth from coast to coast. Can you talk about the process of finding those partners and and maybe maybe just elaborate more on those partnerships? For sure. So whereas other companies would call uh, the the venues clients, we call them partners because we are commission free. Unlike uh, Skip the Dishes or the Uber Eats where they're taking, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30% sometimes off of the revenue going into these venues, we're actually incentivizing them to push more orders through because it is commission free. And and the amount that they can make through their software is endless. There's a a statistic out there that says 56% of people would actually spend more money if lines were cut in half. So we don't cut lines in half, we take them away altogether. So we open up a, a large additional market within these venues to, to help them monetize on it. That's awesome. I, it, it, again, we keep saying it, but it's, it's just so smart. Like it really seems like a win-win sort of situation. Oh, my board, I, I have, and I look at it every day. It's K-I-S-S. It's keep it simple, stupid. We don't have any complex go-to-market strategy or, uh, or you know, strategies on working with these partners. It's like, hey, we have a great product. Our, our fees are super simple to understand, so much so that, you know, the customer, we're not going to have a, you know, a tax for this, tax for that. It's just, here's your total, here's your surcharge, and that's it. That's great. And so tell us a bit about your your team that's helping you do all of this. Yeah, so kind of from the top down, um, myself and co-founder who brings the technical side of uh, experience. Uh, for our chief business officer, we've got Patrick LaForge. She's the ex-CEO of the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, wow. So he brings a lot of industry experience over helping us refine our practices and procedures uh, so much that we're not headbutting these venues that we're working with and we're actually complementing one another and making things easier. Uh, on our marketing side, we've got Sam Duke. Uh, he used to work at SanDisk uh, as a director there in Fusion IO. Uh, for our strategy side, we've got Trip Hunter and he's the current CEO of uh, Silicon with Adam Savage from Mythbusters. So we were just down in San Jose a, a few few weeks ago and uh, was able to meet some some pretty neat people there. And last but not least, we've got uh, Rick White, who created a, a few companies, most notably Fusion IO, uh, and he co-founded that with Steve Wozniak of Apple. Wow, that's a pretty star-studded cast there. Um, so are you based, you're, you said Edmonton-based. So um, what do you like about the Edmonton region? And are you originally from the Edmonton region? I am. So I was born and, and raised for most of my adolescent 
phase here in, in Edmonton, had a few years in Caroline, Alberta, which is a, a small farming town out by Sundry and Red Oh, Deer. yes, I've been there, yes. Yeah, Kurt Marina. Um, but yeah, you know, Edmonton has been a, a great community in terms of the, the resource availability and, and people that you can get in contact with to, to help kind of expedite the, the process of uh, introductions to people who make decisions ultimately. Have you accessed sort of the um, resources from the innovation ecosystem here, Jade? I'm thinking of things like Innovate Edmonton. Well, now Edmonton Unlimited, I guess they just went through their big rebrand or Startup TNT. Have you had any interactions yeah. with any of those organizations? Yeah, you bet. So I think uh, through Startup TNT, we're doing the launch party event at the Edmonton Expo Center on the 21st or 20th of October coming up here. Um, and so, yeah, we, we've had a few connections with them and Impact Alberta, and we, we've been doing our, our best to, to maintain those relationships there. Yeah, sure. You just mentioned uh, Edmonton Unlimited and Jade, you just mentioned uh, Impact Alberta. I think they have podcasts as well. And I think you have an episode. Uh, I know I listened to the one you did with Edmonton Unlimited on Bloom. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that podcast, too. So I encourage listeners to check out their their podcast and uh, Jade's episode. Totally. Um, yeah, this is this is uh, really interesting. So um, have you have you attended post-secondary in, in, in the region anywhere, Jade? Yeah, so I'm uh, attempting to to go to Nate right now. So I'm in their business administration program. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we love Nate. We love Nate. Um, so what is your advice for young people in the region when, who might be considering, uh, you know, starting a startup or, or innovating? What what advice do you have? How how or how can we encourage even more more young people to pursue things like this? I, I think if if you know, you you find something appealing and it, it gives you motivation to, to go ahead and chase that. Uh, just make sure it's something that you thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. It's a super long path starting your own business. It can be lonely at times. And uh, sometimes you have to look deep down and, and find that bit of motivation to, to keep you through going through that day, that week, that month until that next bit of funding comes in. Uh, so number one would be make sure uh, make sure you do what you love. Um, and secondly, um, would be for raising capital is find good investors because uh, they're, they're going to be your advocates moving forward. Uh, and, and somebody who wants to write you a check and it might seem super appealing in that moment, um, it, it really trust your gut in those moments. Make sure you're choosing the right investors and the right team members to, to bring forward on your, uh, in your home. I think that's really good advice. I, I just, I, I'm very curious though, Jade, we've talked a lot about your company, but I'm curious about you actually, your background. Did you know that you would end up being an entrepreneur? Was this always sort of a goal of yours? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, I, I started out, uh, selling my parents used vehicles, you know, one, one a year, uh, they'd tell me what they want to sell for it. I'd, you know, tack on an extra two, $3,000, go and detail it, take pictures of it, put it on Kijiji and kind of move those deals through. Uh, from there, I started a, a white label drop shipping headlight company, uh, for led headlights. And I ran uh, Facebook advertisements targeted to people in the Edmonton region. Uh, I did pretty well with that. I made about a 
10 to one ROA or ROI return on ad spend. Um, and then from there I bridged over to my first official, I guess you could call it tech company, which was called loader up. Uh, I don't know if they're still around or not. Um, but essentially the, the goal in mine was to bridge people who don't have trucks to people who do. Mm, so you mm-hmm. find a, you know, a TV or a couch on the, on the floor. You don't want to wait three, four or five business days for it to be delivered. Uh, you could get a, a truck to show up. So we ended up having to, to pivot to a, a glorified dispatch center. Uh, the, the tech wasn't really there towards the end. Um, and that's ultimately why, why uh, Evan and I were connected, actually, through that mutual friend. As I was telling a, a buddy of mine that uh, I'm looking for a technical co-founder to pursue this because I'd like to, to bring that technical aspect because I, I, do, I don't know anything about that. So I didn't at the time. So. Yeah, it worked out being really well. Well, that's a good point because I've noticed, yeah, I guess the app is almost separate of what the app is about. Like I I downloaded one recently on gardening. So not only does the app need to work super well, but the content is going to be probably developed by somebody entirely different that actually just knows how to garden. (laughs) I guess that's like, because you're, yeah, yeah, there, I guess, yeah, you need, you kind of need all those pieces in place and in tech. There's, so people in horticulture or whatever might actually we don't want to go work at a, a, a tech company like it's the world is going digital i don't know anyways now i'm just pontificating but um. it's incredibly <laughs> complex it's incredibly complex i'm more of the idea guy and the execution guy uh i can i can you know sketch on a on a whiteboard what i'd like to see and say can you can you do this yay or nay and uh and go from there so what comes next for order jade well, right now we're really doubling down on uh, on venues. So similar when you think of Uber, you don't think of Uber Eats. You think of Uber as in, uh, you know, cars and, and driving from A to B. Um, what I'd like to do is is really expand in the, the market, North America specifically, uh, capture as much as we can, and then we can actually adopt to, to different niches. The way we built the app was to be quite nimble in where you can use it. You know, for example, if you're in an airport pre TSA, you can order yourself a coffee after you get through security, it's waiting for you on the other side. If you're on a, a, a ski lift and you're, you're skiing, you're going up the chair, order yourself a, a hot chocolate and ski down to the, the chalet and it'll be waiting for you. If you're at a, a, you know, a shopping mall, it's lunchtime. You've got three kids. One wants A&W, New York fries and Tim Hortons. You don't have to worry about standing in those three lines. You can just place three separate orders through the app. So we have a lot of places that we can actually pivot to once we hit a certain threshold. Um, and I think we're going to call it order in, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, and then lastly, we'd like to do a subscription model in two to three years called order more. So instead of having to pay those 10% fees every single time you order, and hopefully by then we'll be in enough places, restaurants included, um, that we'd be able to just have unlimited access for a a flat fee. Hmm. Big growth plans. Are you still looking for investors? Yeah, we are. We're actually currently doing a round right now for uh, $5 million. And we're we're looking at raising on a a safe, which is a preferred structure of the uh, investment. Great. So where can listeners go to find out more information about that and, um, and check out your company? 
Yeah, absolutely. They can go to www.ordr.io, as in Indian Ocean. Uh, and then we've got a few links, phone numbers, emails, and uh, essentially a, a quick recap of what we talked about today, who we are, where we came from, and a few testimonials. That's great, Jade. Super yeah. fascinating, fascinating story, and really appreciate you coming in and spending the time ch- chatting with us today. Oh, we love that you're coming out of the Edmonton region and, and doing business here and um, bringing this app to the world. We're really excited to see where the future takes you. So thank you again for your time. Thanks so much, Brianna. Thank you, Sherry. What a great example of sort of the entrepreneurial spirit that exists here. You know, there's so many people that are, you know, just quietly working away, building really great things in our region. Edmonton is so modest. That's why I was just so excited when I heard Jade's story. And I was like, we got to get him on the podcast um, and and share like the stuff coming out of Edmonton. Because, yeah, we're way too modest about some of this stuff. We have some really cool innovators here. um, And exactly to your point, the entrepreneurial spirit is is pretty special. Yeah, we can we can do a better job of sharing these stories for sure. That's that's really like a lot of the reason we're doing this podcast to, to get these stories out there. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about Economic Development Matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off.